0: We've been talking about um, being anchored in God and we're talking about this perfect life that God desires for us to live and we've been talking about the commandments. This, this, uh, This week we're talking about the fourth and the fifth commandment. Let's turn in our Bibles to Exodus chapter 20. Take your devices out or whatever you got. Turn to Exodus chapter 20 and we'll read from Honor your father and your mother, that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God has given you. Ephesians chapter 6 says, Honor the, your, your mother and father, for it has a promise that your, your life on this earth will be long. And that your parents will not kill you, you see. So that is really, really good. Everybody needs rest, don't they? You worked a hard week this week, and it's a good feeling to just sit down after the toil and after the work and get some rest. Life has a sense of always being unrestful. Seems like there's never a time where we can truly, truly sit down and have complete and utter rest. Because of sin and because of brokenness, because of the the pain in this life, and because of all the things that, that happened to us, it seems like we're always waiting for something. We're waiting for something to happen. We're waiting for rest. We're waiting for a break. We're, we're waiting for this and we're waiting for that. See, in the Old Testament, the, the law was created that the Israelites would understand that there's a, there's a sense that we cannot keep the law. The law was given to reveal the character and the nature of God to reveal how we should treat one another and how we should love God. But in essence, if you keep 1% of the law or 99.9% of the law, you are considered a lawbreaker. In the end, we needed a savior. We needed a rescuer. The law was given 2,500 years after Genesis where God says, I will rest, and it is very, very, very good. 430 years after Abraham was given that promise that his seed will be a blessing to all families and all nations, 430 years. The law was given so that the world could look at the Israelites as an example of God caring for them, setting them apart. It was the law. Circumcision was given so that they could be set apart kind of sanctified to God, set apart to God. But the problem was their hearts were not really into it. We see as they wandered the wilderness, always complaining, always grumbling, always testing the Lord to the point where God said, you will not enter my rest. Hebrews 4 says, though, that there will be a day when you shall enter my rest. Why don't we turn over to uh, Matthew chapter 11 and we'll read from verse 28. I'm gonna read from the message version. Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28. Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. Turn over to Psalms chapter 37. Psalms chapter 37. Let's read the first verse. Read that in the the ESV. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil desires. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself, it tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. The Bible tells us to be still and know that God is God. The Sabbath rest was something that would force, move the, the children of Israel into this relationship of understanding and knowing the character of God, but they didn't want to do it. Laws and regulations, how many know, don't really push us to do stuff, do they? It kind of forces us, but there's not really the heart issue that we have when we, when we serve God. The law was given to Israel to set them apart. But now, in this day, the promise of the Father was given to set us apart and sanctify us unto God. The promise of the Father was the Holy Spirit given so that we might have this beautiful relationship and revelation of who God is, and give us the power to do it. Amen? My son was found to be on the shed outside in the back, just fooling around and throwing stuff around. Seems like no matter how much you tell young people to abide by rules and regulations, there's something in them that they desire not to. See, the law was given so that it would arouse sin within us. We would come to this understanding that we cannot abide by the law. See, the law arouses flesh because the flesh looks at the law, looks at rules and regulations and says, you know what? I can do that and I can look good. But What happens when we do that is that we look at people, right? And we judge people. We we judge people in what they do and, and how they act. And we don't have the power to change or the power to be transformed. So Jesus came so that we can have this power. Let's turn in our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 16. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Concerning the collection for the saints, as I directed the churches of Galatia, so you also are to do. On the first day of every week, each of you is to put something aside and store it up. As he may prosper, so that there will be no collecting when I come. When I arrive, I will send those whom you accredited by letter to carry your gift to Jerusalem. If it seems advisable that I should go also, they will accompany me. Sabbath rest speaks about creating a rhythm, right, guys? A rhythm in which we rejuvenate ourselves by the power of the Holy Spirit and the Word of God. So, what would be your rhythm? As you uh, seek rest before the Lord, we come on Sundays and we gather, we give praise to God, we spend time in his presence, we spend time in his word, we spend time with each other, and it's needful, isn't it? Our family, like on a Saturday night, about six o'clock, we kind of mellow out, and then we spend all day Sunday kind of just enjoying the presence of the Lord, uh, enjoying family, enjoying friends. And we have a great time of just kind of settling ourselves in in this restful experience that God has for us. He desires to give us rest in our souls so that we can just enjoy Him forever and ever. So what's your rhythm on a daily basis when you, when you look to the Word of God? Do you, do you get into the Word of God? Do you, do you serve the Lord of God with the Lord God with everything that you have and kind of find this rhythm? Very, very important, isn't it? This rejuvenation of our, of our spirit to the Lord, to get away from the, the religious activity and everything that we do to try and persuade ourselves that we're, we're right before God. We've got to get into a rhythm of allowing God to have his way. Amen? Lately, I've been out of the rhythm, kind of struggling with my pop's death and kind of going through some stuff and I need rest, I need his presence, I need his peace, and so do you, amen? Rhythm is a repeated, strong, persistent mode or activity that enables us to be in the presence of the Lord, to kind of take this this Sabbath rest. Sabbath means to cease or to stop. Lots of times we get a threatened And the promises of God, the presence of God goes out the window, doesn't it? We worry about all kinds of stuff, and we get anxious. And God desires to give us rest. Rest is a beautiful, beautiful thing. We can rest in the glory and the wonder of who God is. Jesus came so that we don't have to strive anymore, but we can look to the perfect Lamb of God that was slain before the foundation of the the world, The sinless lamb of God that was the true one that upheld the law, died in our place of the penalty of our sin so that we could have life forevermore. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing to rest in the Lord. How does overwork or an out-of-whack rhythm in your life affect your mindset, emotions, and physical health and relationship with God? He's interested in making time and engaging in opportunities to allow him to be the Lord of our life. Amen? How do you make time and engage in opportunities? Is there enough time and opportunity in your life where we kind of just mellow out before the Lord and have this wonderful rest that God is talking about? Hebrews chapter 4 says there is a Sabbath rest that we can enter into. And that Sabbath rest is given to us by putting our faith in Jesus Christ and realizing that our striving and our trying and our performing is over. It's not based on what we do, it's based on what he did. Amen? On the cross of Jesus Christ. So we look to him as our Savior and as our Lord. We rest in him today and what he has done. Sabbath keeping is not a situation in which we are keeping the laws, but we are seeking him. Amen? We are seeking him. We get into this rhythm of always kind of relying on him. Just as the Israelites were told that I am the Lord your God, taking you out of Egypt, out of slavery, Jesus Christ comes to us and tells us that we have been taken out of the kingdom of darkness and brought into the kingdom of light, the kingdom of his Son and we rest. Amen? We're not bound by keeping a day, but we're bound by yielding our heart to the Lord, giving him everything that we have, and understanding that he wants to change us and use us for his purpose. How does keeping a Sabbath rest or a rhythm of rest in your life look like? What would you have to do? Would you have to spend more time in his presence? Would you maybe have to get out to a life group, or would you have to spend time in his word, what does it look like where you get into this rhythm of just relying on him and having this rest, amen? This thing that the Holy Spirit gives us, this peace that passes all understanding, when we know we're facing a struggle, we're facing hard times, we understand that he is with us and he will always be with us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever, amen? So what's your rhythm? And how do you rejuvenate your soul? We understand that Jesus had to get away and spend time with his father, didn't he? He got away and he prayed before, before uh, it got light out, went to be with his father. One thing about um, rest that's needed today is we live in a, in a world that is trying to s- steal life and rest from us. Isn't it true? When we talk about keeping the Sabbath It's just a way of honoring God for who he is and allowing him to work in our lives and taking the time to just rest in him, rest in him. The identity for the Israelites were the law. The identity for us, our identity rests in the person and work of Jesus Christ now, him crucified, risen, glorified, seated at the right hand of God. See, when Jesus Christ did his work of redemption, just like his father who did the work of creation, he said it is finished, it is accomplished, and he sat down at the right hand of God. Amen? And now we, through the authority and power of Christ, we get to sit down with him and rest in his finished work today. That there's nothing that you have to do to win salvation other than just repent of your sins, turn to Christ, and accept him today. Amen? Realize that you are forgiven and that you are loved and that you are a child of God. Sabbath rest is in the sense where we just come to him and we give everything that we are and we say, God, I need you. And today I need him. Today you need him. You need the rest that Christ gives through his shed blood, knowing that you're forgiven, that you belong to him, that you're a child of God, that you have access into his presence, that there's nothing that can keep you from the presence of God today. Fifth commandment is honor your mother and father. Smack dab in the middle of 10 comes as the fifth commandment, and it speaks about honor. Honor is this wonderful activity of lifting up and praising in in humble respect, giving, giving honor to God. Honor your father and mother that your days may be long in the land that your God is giving you. The Bible says when we when we work out this this relationship through the gospel, we understand that the New Testament speaks about that. We submit ourselves to one another and to God out of reverence for Christ, out of honor for Christ. Isn't that true? And we give our honor uh, to those that deserve the honor and, and give him glory. We honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land that the Lord will give you. Um, there's this principle of authority that God works through. I've told Zach, I said, Zach, if you don't want to listen to me, there's other authorities that can come into your life, such as the law that will take up that realm. Um, God uses authority. He uses it as an umbrella of protection and provision as we remain under the authority of God, under the authority of of even our, our government. Romans chapter 13 speaks about this wonderful aspect of, of yielding to authority, of being submissive to authority, so that the, the work and the grace of God can be done in our hearts and lives. So as we view our parents, as we honor our parents, is in the same sense how we honor God, because he's working through the authority that is over us. Amen? So it's an awesome, awesome privilege to have this wonderful um, idea of being under authority. See, in our day, everybody's running from authority. Everybody questions authority. But when the authority is set up in, in God, in your heart, and in your life, as you yield to that authority, there's this wonderful grace and wonderful protection and wonderful provision that comes down into your life as you're yielding to authority. Just as, the, as Jesus yielded Submitted himself to the will of the Father. Jesus said, my joy is to do the will of him who sent me. That's my mission. And I submit to that. Even now, we submit to the authority of God in our hearts and in our lives. And he uses our family, doesn't he? To mold us and shape us. How many know when you, when you, when you get into like the church atmosphere, um, nobody really knows what happens in your family, amen? Right? We, we come to church, and we, we put on the, uh, the airs and everything, and we look pretty good. But there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the family. There's a lot of stuff that happens in the family that is heartbreaking, that breaks us. God desires to just bring us together in, a, in, a, in, a, in relationships of honor and submission so that God can operate and, uh, and work in our hearts and in our lives. So we honor people, but yet we submit to people. We come under authority, but yet we take authority through the blood of Christ and the power of the Holy Spirit. Today, think about your rhythm and how you need to just rest in the Lord. And I'm going to do the same. How we need to rejuvenate ourselves. Amen. The Bible says, bless the Lord, O my soul and all that is within me. Bless the Lord. Take time to praise him. Take time to. Allow the word of God, the authority of God's word to speak to you and allow uh, yourself to be submissive to the word of God and what it says over our hearts and in in our lives. Um, Take that Sabbath rest. Accept Christ and realize that he gives you this rest. That's easy, well fitting for your heart and for your life. This rest that's that comes knowing that we have peace with God passeth all understanding we're justified by God amen and he uh, he loves us and then honor honor your mom and dad respect them as you respect God live under this power of the of authority be submissive honor see the pharisees they were they were giving uh, they were giving their money to the temple and not giving their money to their parents And God said, whoa, what's going on here? Jesus walked the earth and said, hey, man, why are you doing that? That's hypocritical. You need to honor your parents by giving them the money that is due them to live and to supply for them. And they would say, well, we are giving it to God in such a righteous, righteous way, right? So we do things that allow us to honor our parents and honor God by doing what is necessary for God. What does God require in the fourth and fifth commandments? That we realize that our only only rest today comes through Christ and Christ alone. We rest from our striving and our performing based on his doing and what he's done on the cross of Jesus Christ. He said it is finished and it is accomplished 2,000 years ago and we rest in his finished work today. We are saved and we are a child of God. When it comes to our relationships, let's honor them. Amen? Let's uh, yield and let's submit one to another out of reverence for Jesus Christ. This beautiful relationship of submission. Jesus Christ submitted to the Father. We submit to Jesus. We submit to the power of the Holy Spirit working through us. So we find this rest and we find this loving loving thing that God is doing in the laboratory called the family to mold us into the image of God as we respond by submitting to one another out of love. So, Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, God, for rest. We thank you, Lord, that our hearts are unsettled and our hearts are wandering and our hearts are looking All over the place for things to satisfy the shallowness and hollowness of our heart. And it will never be, never be filled unless we come to you, the author and finisher of our salvation. We love you today, God. There are things in our hearts and minds that break us. We need to experience your rest and we need to experience your peace. God, I pray for Jackie and I pray for Mike and I pray for Jackie's family That, God, you will give them rest, you'll give them peace, you'll give them comfort in this time. May the body of Christ wrap their arms around them. Lord, those that don't know you will come to know Christ in a new and fresh way. We thank you, Lord, for rest. We're going to take a few moments now and just rest. A few seconds just to rest in his presence. We cease from our endeavors, we cease from our striving, we cease from our fretting, we cease from our worrying, we stop it, and we rest in you. We'll stand still and see the salvation of our God. Lord, we thank you for our families. We know and understand that it's the enemy's devices and intentions to destroy the family, destroy the relationships in the family, O God. So, Lord, I pray for every husband in here, that they'll love their wives just as you love the church. I pray for wives that you submit to their husbands as you submitted to your father. I pray, oh God, for children that they'd understand that there is a, a, a umbrella of authority as they honor and as they listen and as they obey their parents who were given over to, to them to live this life Train them up in the way that they should go, Lord. I pray for the body of Christ, the family, that we'd honor one another and submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Pray for our families. I pray for our children, that they'll know you and love you. And we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. In Jesus' wonderful name, amen amen and amen.